The Highlander Podcast is brought to you by Outdoor Product Design and Development, a four-year undergraduate degree focused on training the next generation of product creators for the sports and outdoor industries. Learn more at opdd.usu.edu. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Utah Outdoor Association, a business association focused on elevating Utah's outdoor industry through educational programming and events. Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. On this episode of the Highlighter Podcast, we talk with Christian Schrader, a product expert with more than 10 years of experience in the outdoor and board sports world. We talk about his journey into the industry working for Stance, his experience being let go due to the impacts of COVID-19 on the business, and how to move forward during tough times. Welcome back, everyone. This is Chase Anderson, and again, joining you virtually um, today with Christian Schrader, uh, who is good enough to join me on a call today uh, to talk a little bit about kind of his background, uh, jumping into the industry, and then his current situation, which I really appreciate you being willing to share some insights around, you know, just how COVID-19 has impacted your work, your life, and kind of where you're going from here. And we'll dive into that a little bit more, but thanks for to join. uh, Yeah, it's it's a wild time for sure, but it's it's one of those things. It's like, you got to kind of take it with stride. Yeah. Well, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your your background? I know most recently you spent a, a good chunk of your career at Stance doing a variety sure. of things. Yeah, so I went to school for just a kind of general graphic design degree, um, got out of there and had kind of fallen in love with the mountains in the meantime. So I started chasing down um, industries that I was really a little closer from just from snowboarding and skateboarding. Um, and that got me at Maddox for a real short bit. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that apparel company. Mm-hmm. I don't, they're around, but they're, they're kind of doing some small stuff now, um, trying to figure out their place in the, in the industry again. And then, yeah, and then ended up at Stance like probably about a year after that. And uh, then fast forward and it's been almost 10 years. So it's, it's crazy. It goes quick. So while you were at Stance, what, what were those different roles? Like, how did you get in? What was, sure. what was that? that um, I literally stumbled across a, um, if you guys are familiar with Malachi, mm-hmm. yep. the like online, you know, action sports industry job board. Yeah, totally. um, Literally stumbled across an ad on there from the creative director at the time, looking for a kind of part-time design intern. Um, and it was super vague, like, just graphic design intern and that was kind of it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I don't have a job. I need a job. And uh, I don't really want to go back and like, you know, wait tables again or bartend or whatever, you know, to like kind of fill the interim. And so reached out and uh, I actually was sitting in our backyard at our house that we were staying in um, from college and we were about to go to Mammoth to go snowboard and my phone rang and I was like, I don't recognize this number. Like I'm not answering it, you know? And uh, my buddy goes, no, you should answer it. Like you've, you've been applying to a lot of things, you know, it could be a job. Sure enough, I answer it. And it's uh, my boss at the time, Aaron Hennings. He's like, Hey, uh, I'm calling you back about your application. Like, can you come in tomorrow? It's like, uh, sure. Okay. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, I guess. So I went down, did an interview and, you know, kind of long story short, started off with like a couple days a week. And then at the time, I mean, that place was, there was, I think six of us. 
and it was every week was just going faster and faster and faster, you know? Right. And so it was like two days a week to come in four days. Okay. We need you here every day. And, uh, it quickly kind of spiraled into a full-time, full-time gig. Right. So it's interesting because stance wasn't stance yet. Right. Sure. Yeah. No, I was, I mean, we had, like I said, there was like six of us, maybe, you know, after the first couple months, maybe eight or 10 of us total as they right. brought people on to just fill different roles. Um, and yeah, no one knew about it. And it was, I, you might've been able to find it in a couple retailers, like in San Clemente or mm-hmm. in, you know, Huntington beach area, some of the surf shops. Um, they were really good about kind of aligning with those retailers right off the bat to make sure it was going to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was tiny. And I remember like a lot of people, you work for a sock company, like what, what is that? That's not a thing, you know? Right. Socks really wasn't the category or the industry that it is now. Right. Like no, yeah. I mean, for socks you, had, at the time. you had happy socks over in Europe, but, mm-hmm. um, and obviously smart wool and those guys were all around darn tough mm-hmm. and, and all the outdoor brands. Um, but even then, like, I mean, it was still very basic, you know, maybe three colorways and that was it a couple right. different heights and different cushions and very specific kind of, uh, use cases versus the approach that's for stance. It was like, well, let's bring something into like the everyday wear and how can we like really bring that to life? So, right. So, you know, you just kind of threw your hat into the ring. Like, how do you, this is, this is for people right now who are looking for opportunities or, sure. and, and in this environment, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but how do you leave yourself open to opportunities and be willing to just throw your hat into the ring into, into a situation that you don't know is going to fully develop into like stance. You just didn't know it was going to be sure. what it, I mean, what it granted, I was, you know, I was super young at the time or not super yeah. young, but I was, you know, 20 something years old and I didn't have a wife or, you know, I was, you know, living pretty, pretty lean and, and not a lot of overhead. Yeah. So I think that obviously plays a little bit of a part in that role. Um, just kind of, you're, you're relatively carefree anyway. So it's like, yeah. oh, why not? Yeah. Um, so but, you, you were able to take risks at that time. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't like now it would maybe seem like a really big risk mm-hmm. if it was like my current state. And it's like, Oh man, like I have, you know, a wife and we want to have a kid. And so it's like, it's a little bit more higher stakes game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Honestly, it was more of just kind of doing my homework on who these people were. And so like when I had my first interview, he, you know, my then boss who would become my boss, Aaron, kind of started dropping some names of people who were involved and I I didn't really know who they were. Um, But luckily with modern day internet, you can get on and pretty much find out anyone's name and what they're, you know, at least part of, especially in, if they've been in like that industry for a while. And so I started quickly realizing it's like, oh, well, these guys were, you know, chief marketing officer over at Element and a VP at Skullcandy and a, you know, president of Reef. And it quickly became like apparent that, like, okay, this isn't just like a little, uh, we're going to throw a pipe dream out there and see if it hits. Like these, these are relatively smart guys and they kind of know what they're doing and they're all coming together. So it's something, it was attractive to be a part of that for sure. Right. I, I love that approach. Like, I, I tell students or other people who are looking for jobs, like in a lot of cases, when you're interviewing a company or you're being interviewed by a company, you should mm-hmm. be interviewing them and you should sure. be researching, like, who are the people that I'm going to be working with? And 100%. in some ways that's, that can be almost as important or, or more so than what you're actually doing. If that makes sense. I don't know if you feel the same way, but you know, just surrounding yourself by people who 
like are going to be able to mentor you and take you to the next level. Um, like you could have the coolest opportunity, but be surrounded by really not great people who aren't going to invest in you or don't Mm -hmm. have a great track record. Is that, is that your experience? It makes sense to like looking back at it now from a, like from a business mind, like you want someone that's invested themselves at least enough to do the homework and come to the table with like, they know what's going on. They know the general gist of, you know, what your business is. Um, they understand, you know, what you're trying to do and they're on board with that. And they're coming with, you know, creative solutions on how to attack different problems or, Hey, have you guys tried this? You know, I think that's a a great way to look at it. And, and yeah, you'll quickly realize, you know, when you do that kind of homework that this is either feels like a good thing or it doesn't. And a lot of times it's just, you got to go with your gut and, and kind of really what, what you're feeling in those situations. Cause you can't be, uh, I mean, luckily stance wasn't what it was. And so it's like, it's easy to not be blinded by the, you know, aura of it, mm-hmm. um, of what yeah. it became because it wasn't, it wasn't there yet. But, you know, as like, as a kid out of college, it's like, you're kind of like, I'm throwing my hat at everything, you know? Right. And kind of seeing what sticks, but it is, it is worth doing your due diligence and really kind of, kind of figuring out who, uh, who's steering the ship, so to speak. Right. And make sure that's something you want to be on board with for a while. Yeah. Especially so during, during times like this, um, you know, with the crisis that's, that's going on right now mm-hmm. and, and how that's impacting brands. I mean, just finding work right now is, is going to be a challenge for people. Um, I, I think your, your approach is really interesting and relevant where it wasn't a full-time gig, right? I mean, it was, how many hours do you think you were working to start? I think I was there for like, when I first started, it was like two days a week. Wow. And I mean, I would, you know, get in in the morning and leave by five. So, right. You know, maybe doing 20 hours a week max. Right. I, I think that's just a great lesson um, that sometimes you just got to take what's in front of you and mm-hmm. be willing to see that as, you know, an opportunity to invest in yourself and, and, sure. and, and put in some time and invest and, and hope that something's going to pay off. Right. Um, yeah. Even if it's a small opportunity, um, I think you just take what's in front of you. And, and I know a lot of people, um, students, people who are looking to break into an industry, sometimes you got to be willing to even work for free. Right. And just yeah. put in time and, and totally. hang around long enough. There's, you know, I've, I've told this story to students and other people, but, um, there's a ultra footwear was, was here locally. And, and there was a footwear designer there. Um, when he wanted to break in, he just, he asked if he could job shadow once a week. Yeah. And he job shadowed and he hung around long enough that they were just like, you're here. So why not give you some <laughs> you work? Right? Start paying you. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually he started working there for a little bit, you know, a couple days a week, kind mm-hmm. of similar situation, then went to full time. And now he's a full blown footwear designer in the industry. So yeah, I think that's I just mean, a great lesson there. If you and think about that from like a, you know, executive or management point of view, like if you have someone that's that dedicated and they're there, they want to learn and they're investing in themselves and they're also already getting close to the products. Cause that's the other thing too. It's like when you're hiring someone, like you might be the best designer in the world at this, but you don't know the other end of something, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, okay, well this, you know, he's younger and he's less experienced, but he's been in our building, understanding our processes, understanding our workflow and like really, integrating with that whole dynamic versus someone that's like completely out of left field. That's got to go through that whole process still. 
Right. That, that, that takes in, time. Yeah. That integration with the team is the intangible, right? Like yeah. you can't put a dollar that's when that the magic value really on that. starts happening. Yeah. Um, you know, bringing that to now in the current situation where companies are furloughing people, mm-hmm. uh, letting people go. And in some cases, companies are pivoting towards, you know, building, you know, PPE yeah. uh, oh. stuff and manufacturing, um, you know, medical equipment now here in the States. Um, you know, I've told some students, um, you know what, in some cases, companies are hiring more in different areas, right? They need people to come and assemble or manufacture. Sure. Um, and at this stage of your career, maybe that's a great opportunity. If you want to get in product, maybe see how product is manufactured and, and mm-hmm. you know, be willing to, to go in at that level and just get that experience and take what's there. And, um, and you know, you know, you don't know where that can lead you down the road, but totally. So, you know, trying to take some of those lessons, it was a different situation when you got that first opportunity to now, yeah. um, but trying to take some lessons, you know, for people who are looking for opportunities right now, they're out there, but they're maybe not the opportunities that you thought they would be. Yeah. They just look a little different than maybe what you were expecting, you know? Right. And that's, right. I think that's something too, like as a designer, I mean, you should, to know the aspects that go into manufacturing, that's huge. I mean, that's yeah. going to open your way of thought process and how you actually design and go about attacking a solution completely different if you know like oh well no i can go this direction with it and because i understand the back-end manufacturing and like kind of the nuts and bolts of it and you can really that's when i think too like from a design point of view some some kind of cool stuff starts happening and you start breaking out of the kind of conventional mold you know yeah so when kind of pivoting a little bit when you started at stance were you an employee or were was it kind of a contract yeah so it was a contract position at first which i had no idea what that even meant at the time you know <laughs> okay so that's uh, th- those are some questions that i've gotten from students they want to do freelance yeah. work they want to do contract work like how, what do you wish you would have known going into that situation um just kind of understanding that like a you're gonna have to pay some taxes on this money <laughs> like yeah. It, they're like eventually someone's going to start asking for the portion of the money that they didn't get, you know? Yeah. Um, and just be prepared for that. And it's like, as a kid, luckily it wasn't a crazy amount of time that I was, uh, at that, you know, contract level. Cause I had no idea. I was completely clueless. Um, but you know, you live and learn and it makes you definitely a little more, uh, aware now, like later on in life of like, Oh, okay. If I do take on those jobs, like I need to account for that lost, you know, income that I will potentially be paying into those kind of things. Right. Um, so, you know, do your homework and figure out what that looks like. Obviously it's different in every state and, you know, it's kind of a, I don't think it's like a blanket case scenario, but, right. uh, you know, do your homework and like, make sure you're setting yourself up for success and you kind of have all the variables at least relatively figured out. Um, and, and yeah, and just be open to be flexible for sure. Yeah. And, and I know in your situation, you were probably not in a position to negotiate or say, well, this is my rate. Like this yeah, is why, totally. what I work for. Um, how do you, you're in a different position now. Like how do you value your time? I know a lot of people have asked me that. How do you put a value on your, on your work and what? Yeah, what you it's can do? tough. I, I personally, I'm not a big fan of doing like hourly freelance or contract work. Yeah. I like to just say, Hey, this is the project. And I think, like it's worth X amount of my time and you know, and that might vary from 
some someone that's got a brand and there's three people there and they're really bootstrapping it, you know? Right. But then when you're talking to the, you know, the BFs of the world or the bigger guys, like they have the money to invest in those things and they will. And so it's like, know that, you know, you're not going to get the same amount of money out of each scenario. Right. Yeah. For relatively the same work maybe. And that kind of seems, it might sound kind of weird just because it's like, well, if I'm doing one job, why wouldn't it pay the same as if I'm doing the same job somewhere else, you know? Right. Yeah. Just the way, the way the businesses are ran, especially with like smaller scale startups, it's just, they don't have that kind of cash flow to, to finance right. those kind of things. Right. Yeah. So, um, got, going back to the contracting, um, mm-hmm. question, um, you know, in, in your situation with stance, I'm sure they were drawing the, up the contract and, you know, did, did you have to set up your own business? Um, what, what was some of that like the nitty gritty? Um, yeah, I didn't really set up any like sort of LLC or anything at that time. Um, yeah. it's definitely like looking back now, I definitely would, you know, I wish I knew more about that kind of part of the world. Um, because yeah, that, that's definitely, it's helpful and it protects you for, you know, just on the old, on your own liabilities. Yeah. Um, and then too, it's, it, it looks good because it looks like you've taken some initiative and you have that kind of business mind, mm-hmm. which is a really cool aspect for brands to acquire someone that has not only this awesome art and design point of view, but like, hey, you understand like that this is a company and it needs to A, make money and B, do, you know, do things that a business needs to do. And so I think looking into that and at least like, at least understanding it to a degree is uh, super beneficial, not just for yourself, but for just career development and uh, kind of understanding like the next steps into that business or brand world coming out of, you know, whether it was just doing freelance stuff on small scale or, you know, you're strictly were a student for a while and then now you're kind of entering the workforce. Yeah. Um, it's, that's, a, that's a super, super important thing. Yeah. I, I know that I've had that question. It's like, you know, I've had students who are, saying, well, I don't know if I want to jump in completely and, and start a business necessarily, but I want to do projects here and there, like, or maybe I want to just test the waters. And, and I think students are trying to figure out what's that line of like, well, okay, can I take a project and just like see how that goes and see if I like that world before I go through that whole process of setting up a business. And I'm yeah. sure I know just a lot of students are trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's the line. And, and honestly, this whole scenario right now, I think is going to change the way brands interact with certain um, pieces of the business. And so for example, like a design thing, like a design gig, I mean, you don't, you don't really need to be there. Right. It's a hundred percent doable from really anywhere. As long Mm -hmm. as you're have the own, your own kind of, you know, um, ability to kind of buckle down and and get the work done and and you can self-start and obviously, you know, all those, um, but I think this is going to change the dynamic. I think a lot of companies are going to realize like, oh, well, it worked relatively well when we were all working from home for those X amount of weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and, and in some cases, we've, we've got some major brands that we work with that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're still hiring people, but it's remote positions for certain types of uh, product design roles, mm-hmm. um, in particular, in particular, 3d apparel design positions, mm-hmm. um, are, are huge for this company right now. And they just don't have the people in house who can do it. And so they're looking to hire, you know, students 
you know, or recent graduates from our program on a, on a contract basis. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, don't, don't be, I would say just like word to the wise, don't be afraid of those contract jobs. Don't be, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, it's a foot in. And I mean, a foot right. in anywhere is better than standing outside the door wishing you were on the inside, you know? Yeah, totally. No, so that makes sense. You, you can't, uh, don't, don't balk at it just because it's like, oh, you had in your head that it was going to be this, you know, grand plan and, it, and it's not panning out that way. Right. Um, you got to be flexible. And especially right now, like everyone's yeah. kind of trying to figure out how to navigate this. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, maybe going back a little bit to your day to day at Stance, mm -hmm. I want to dig into the la a little bit more like your, your roles that you had there, sure. kind of what you were able to do um, over the years you, you were with Stance and you were there for eight years. Is that right? Yeah, a little over eight, almost, it was, let's see, I think about nine and a half. Right. And, um, and over that time, you, you probably had a variety of positions or yeah. roles or titles. Um, you know, what were you working on over, over you know, the different mm -hmm. periods of time that you were there? It sounds like it started with graphic design, but it morphed into a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, I got super lucky. Obviously, being at a small brand, it's, you're kind of here, I mean, you're doing everything. I can remember I was laying catalogs out. I was doing web banners, you know, for, for online. And then I was downstairs in the middle of the night painting trade show booth walls with the paint roller, you know, right. Um, like having that, uh, being able to kind of like be scrappy is, is definitely a, a benefit and a kind of a mandatory for any small business. Um, but yeah, then that kind of started morphing into product um and doing print pattern color um and then the technical side too designing out and tech packing everything um yeah and then that that quickly since it was a product company and that's what our ultimate goal was to you know a pr produce a good it quickly transitioned into like okay like my time is better spent here and we can either bring someone else in to do the more digital side of things um, or we can, you know, we'll divvy up the, the work kind of as it, as it comes in. Um, yeah. And then it, it was just, it was me and, uh, a couple other guys doing product. Um, Aaron Hennings, the, the, the gentleman I mentioned that hired me. And then I, I want to say we were, we had like one or two others that were, I believe on a contract basis as well. Um, helping with, uh, kind of like seasonal product design stuff. But yeah, it was, I mean two to four of us at max probably. So it's, uh, it was wild, but it's cool. I mean, and then from there, it kind of spiraled into, you know, just working on casual stuff. And then some of our first performance stuff was the snow and, and the run and the train categories. So working on those. Um, and then when we, uh, I don't know if you guys will remember this, this would have been, years ago now, but we got the encore deal for the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that was like, that was a very like pivotal, like I will remember the day that that happened for as long as I live. Cause that definitely pushed us to like the next level really fast. For sure. Yeah. And I remember I've got photos I'll have to send you one of them, but I have a whole, we had this huge table in uh in one of our offices and it was probably like, I think we had two of them together. It was probably 20 feet long. And I had every single team style home and away laid out in tech pack form on the table to go through and review it. And, uh, it's just like, anytime I come across that photo, it's like, Oh wow, that was, that was a wild time for sure. And at the time it was, no one had, 
I don't think anyone had any branded material on court except for the shoes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this was pre-uniform pre logos. Yeah. It yeah. Really no, was. it was team logos and yeah. they had uniforms obviously, but no, right. like no Nike swoosh, no Adidas, you know? Right. Right. And now we've gotten um, into the, the corporate branding on. on yeah. And so I remember that being like, just, we were all mind blown that they're like, yeah, they're going to let us keep the logo on the socks. Like, and I remember like we went and fully moved the logo around to make sure it was visible, like for certain scenarios, you know? Um, Cause normally it was like, Oh, we just, we just, you know, the logo's on the inside of the ankle and that's just where it is. Right. And it's like, well, yeah. for this, like no one's going to see that. And you know, on sports illustrated shoots or whatever. And so we started moving stuff around and you know, it just spiraled out from there. But that was a, a pretty pivotal moment for that entire brand. And definitely for myself to be able to work on that was, at the time, I don't think I even realized like how awesome that was, you know, but well, yeah, back, now look, looking back and it's, we don't have the NBA right now. It's like, wow, that's kind yeah. of surreal to think about. Yeah, it, it was, it was cool. It was a cool time. And I'm not even like, I enjoyed watching basketball, but I'm definitely mm -hmm. not a, you know, fanatic about it. Yeah. But still to, to have a part in that and just be uh, the opportunities too that that one scenario opened up for us after that was, yeah. I mean, that was game changing for that company for sure. Right. Was there a project that you ever worked on? You mentioned, I mean, basketball not being your, your thing sure. necessarily, but was there an opportunity where you were able to bring like your work and like something from outside of work that was your passion together? And you kind of had a moment was like, wow, I'm able to bring these worlds together or, or yeah. activity or something. What, what was that like for you? Yeah. When we, when we were really pushing on the adventure program and our snow program, those were my two kind of quote unquote babies that I held very close and, and kind of dear to me. Um, and the event, like the snow program was, was in place and it was there, but we definitely tinkered with it and, you know, brought new ideas into, you know, construction and cushion and, you know, what if we did this or, you know, different scenarios. Um, and then the adventure as well. Um, I worked with a handful of other people at stance, but myself and a guy by the name of Hava Fernandez, mm. who you guys are, if anyone's familiar from like Solomon or Nike, he was, uh, he was at those brands for a while. Um, awesome guy. And he really helped kind of pioneer that category with me. Um, and he kind of led it on the product marketing side. Mm -hmm. And then I led it on the like product design, um, and technical design side. Um, but yeah, that was cool. And that, you know, that opened up a world to me that was like, Oh, okay this is where like, I want to be, you know, not only right. am I doing, you know, design, which I love and it's fun and, and I enjoy that, like the mental aspect of it, but now I'm doing it for a world that's very close to me and that I can yeah. very much more relate to. And the people in that, it's just, it kind of snowballed out from there, so to speak. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, cool. So kind of, I want to transition a little bit into sure. kind of your current situation. And I appreciate you being willing to talk about this because yeah. this is a hard time for a lot of people. And, and uh, when I initially reached out to you, um, <laughs> you were still, you were still with the company. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe it was a couple of days later, you got back to me and said, um, you know, actually stance is going through some stuff right now. And yeah, it, you know, unfortunately furloughed, um, some people at the company, including me, um, but I still want to be involved, which I really appreciate. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit of like why you wanted to come and, and share and still participate, even though 
you know, you're not maybe in the situation that you had hoped to be in. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this industry has some amazing people and I've gotten some of the most amazing opportunities, both work and life out of this, um, out of working in this industry. And so it was just, I saw it as a way to kind of like, I like definitely got to pay it forward, you know? Um, and it was definitely heartbreaking to see that place go away. Um, and definitely see like, I don't know, you know, you're, you're riding the wave, so to speak. And all of a sudden the wave came crashing down and, um, a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people are out of work now for either permanently or for, you know, at least probably a few months. Um, and that place may or may not, who knows, may not ever be what it was. I don't know. Um, a lot of stuff's going to change there, especially in the next, you know, six months to a year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was, I was crushed when I got that phone call that was saying, Hey, like it's over and you know, we're sorry and we're sorry it ended this way. Um, but you know, after the kind of shock of that wore off, it's like, okay, like it is what it is. And if I sit here and spin out about it, like that's not going to get me anywhere. So right. it's, you know, you kind of pick up dust off and, and keep on moving. And to me, it was more of like, you know what? Okay, this is good. I needed to pivot myself into the more outdoor snow space anyway, because that's where my, my heart really lies. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was just a, maybe the, the timing might not feel right, but I think it was the, it was the right thing that needed to happen. And it is what it is. So. Well, I appreciate you being willing to willingly share it because I think a lot of people would just say, I don't have time to do that. Like I got to figure out my own world and what's going on. And, yeah. I mean, and, honestly, I've had almost 10 years there. So a part of this is like, I need some time to just like decompress from that, you know? Right. Yeah. It was, and it was, a, it was, it was a long time, but it went by in the blink of an eye for sure. And it was, you know, top of the world emotions and top level stress that comes along with that. So right. I think this, uh, like kind of taking a step back and like gathering myself a little bit and knowing like, Hey, you need to like take a second, just chill for a minute. Like you've worked really hard for a really long time. Right. And it's time to kind of just like let that fall away for a bit. Right. That's the advice that I've heard from a few people, um, kind of HR people, a few different people in the industry who have kind of just said, if you're facing this situation right now, your inclination can be just to work harder, mm -hmm. right? And just go, go, go. And like, just sure. work, 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 like try to figure something out. But mm -hmm. it's, it, you know, I, I love what you said. You just got to just, just take a minute and sit still and just like maybe yeah. take a time to reflect and breathe and, and kind of refocus yourself. Um, I know your, my, uh, my perspective would be to just go, go, go. Yeah. And, and maybe and that's, that's not the best thing. No. And that's, I mean, definitely don't get me wrong. My, it took me, you know, a little bit of thinking and, and kind of some uh, process to get to that point of, of yeah. being in that mindset for sure. Yeah. I mean, initially it was just like, you're in shock because this thing I helped, you know, build for the last nine years or whatever just fell apart in front of me, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just the, the people I met over that time has already opened up opportunities where I'm already have a couple little freelance things going as well. So it's like, right. And it's like, I, you know, I wasn't really even chasing anything down, so to speak. It was kind of just like, Hey, are you interested in doing this? Or like, I just did a little, uh, little couple graphics for a small brand up in Santa Monica 
and I just did it for free because they're, you know, kind of pivoting their apparel manufacturing, doing masks for the whole current situation. Um, and then they just reached out and, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z for us? And what's your rate? And, you know, and those kind of things, I think it's like, okay, cool. Like there's definitely people out there that they need some help and then they're, you know, they get it and they're willing to kind of pay it forward or pay it back to you um, later on down the line. So. Right. No, I love, I love that whole idea. And I, and I think it's relevant for a student who's trying to break in or someone yeah. who's trying to break into the industry. It's like, sometimes you got to be willing to just do a project for someone and, and not look at like what you're trying to get in return. Yeah. And as you know, especially when you're like trying to, you know, work for a larger brand, sometimes it can come across if you're reaching out to someone at the company and asking about internships, it can just seem like you're just trying to take. Yeah. Give me, give me, um, give me. But if you're give, 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 you know, stuff seems to come back in a way. Right. And especially at this time, like that yeah. giving part, if you can, if you're able to like, um, you know, th things will come back. Totally. It's like, every, and, and right, especially right now, everyone's in a weird position. Like no one's, mm -hmm. no one's normal is normal anymore. Totally. Yeah. So you just get, you, it goes back to just being flexible and kind of, you got to just take it with stride and it, and, you can't control all these things, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, and my next question is kind of around like rebounding, like how do you, and you've alluded to some of this, sure. like taking that time to go through shock, like you, those are real feelings. You got to feel mm -hmm. them. Like you can't repress that. Like no. the stage, you got to go through stages, right. And feel all totally. these things. Um, but at some point, you know, and I don't want to speak for you, but part of your rebounding from this, it seems like you had a built-in network who was willing to, come to your aid and help you out. And, and that was years of building relationships with people. Um, maybe not necessarily like, you know, thinking about this situation happening in the future, sure. but um, you know, can you speak to just the power of like having a network and, and making sure that you're, you have a good reputation in the industry and good relationships because those people come back to take care of you later. Yeah, that, uh, and that was something to do, like, it was completely, I guess at first I just didn't expect it, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just, that goes to show that, like, if you're going through, you know, the process of things and you're not expecting something in return from people, um, that usually that outcome is far better than if it's like, oh, well, I did this for you, so you got to do this for me, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was crazy, like as soon as I, you know, kind of had put a couple things up basically saying like, Hey, you know, this is times are changing and, and I'm looking for something new. I had just people left and right reaching out. Hey, go through my list of contacts on LinkedIn, whoever you want me to connect you to just send me the message and I'll link you immediately, you know? Um, and I was, and then phone calls, Hey, can you do some work for so-and-so or, you know, like I was saying, that uh that gig i did up in santa monica for for that brand they were uh a contact that i knew that i got linked up to from haba who i did the whole adventure program with at stance it was mm. it was definitely you know it's just one of those things it's like hey i've been working with this brand but i don't do graphic design but you do so how can i get you in you know right um but yeah it was it was it was wild to see just the amount of people that like you, like, you know, they're there, but you're not, you know, you weren't, I was never relying on them for anything like this, right. you know, and yeah, I never was asking to. for it. Yeah. And so to have them just reach out and be willing to like, Hey dude, whatever you need, 
you say the word like my Rolodex is yours. And if I can link you to someone, all you got to do is, is say when and, and you got it, you know? Right. Oh yeah. And that totally. was really cool to see. And, and definitely makes me kind of, I don't know, just it makes you proud of like past scenarios and just like knowing that, you know what, if you don't burn any bridges, chances are those people are going to be there for you when you need them, you know? Right. And, and the industry that we're in is especially tight. I think, yes. I think other industries are, are taking care of, you know, their people. Um, but I feel like the outdoor industry is, you know, sports and outdoor industries are just that much closer. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, anyone looking to get into the space, you know, you're going to get taken care of. There's, there's good people out there, which I, you know, sure. I, I recommend to anybody, you know, looking to get into this space. It's like, you're going to be around good people who have your interest in mind and, and want to see you succeed and, and work with you. If you're a good person, right? Like if, yep. if you're just a genuinely good person, like, you know, good things will come your way. But yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it just goes back to, and this is kind of, I think any, anywhere in life, it could, it plays a role, but it's just, you know, take care of the people that you're around and that you work with. And one day, if you ever need them, they're going to be there for you. You know, Right. For sure. Um, that's part of what makes this industry so rad is that, you know, the, that is the kind of normal way of thinking for the most part within it. It's right. It's definitely a, you know, it's a business, but it's definitely has a very high level of family, you know, values um, that drive it and then that have driven it for since the beginning of it all. Right. Totally. Um, you, you know, a lot of people are looking for work right now. Um, mm-hmm. the, the work just might not be there. Right. Sure. Um, wh- what do you recommend people do to make themselves marketable or like use this time? You know, obviously there's, it's a good time to just like refocus, but mm-hmm. you know, if, if you can't work, you're out of work, you know, what are your, some of your recommendations as a creative person? Like, how do you, stay marketable or work on a skill or what do you recommend yeah. doing with this time if, if you can't work? Yeah. I mean, best thing, first thing is just like, don't get in your head about it. Don't, you know, cause then you're just, you're going to, it's going to start in a way that you look like cancer, you know, and that will affect interactions you have, you know, down the road. And it'll, it's just, it's not a good scenario for anyone. Um, so, you know, obviously it's hard to like stay positive in a really relatively bad time but you just got to kind of brush it off and know that it's not going to be forever and so that's definitely one uh, little piece and then second is just keep creating stuff keep doing things that inspire you like I mean I've probably worked just as much if not more like on the computer you know doing either just graphic design stuff because it's fun for me you know mm-hmm. um or I'm down in the garage sewing up little bags because I enjoy it. And, oh, I can sell them and make a few bucks on it too. Awesome. You know, and it keeps my brain going and like, it's a different thing than being in front of the computer, you know? Right. Um, I've written, you know, obviously it's, we're not, you know, you can, everyone's got their own opinion on this, but being outside and just kind of taking that time to decompress, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, go ride your bike, go mountain bike, go. Like I went and ski toured on, was it two days ago? It's amazing. It's, yeah. I mean, got some of the like deepest snow Southern California seen in years right now. It's just been raining nonstop on the coast and just loading up the mountains. And it's like, you know, you got to make smart decisions and make sure you're not uh, going to be putting yourself in a bad situation. But 
if it, if it means you can get out and kind of clear your head and then just uh, come back home with like a very positive outlook on things, then I think that's worth it for sure. Right. For sure. And I, I think you alluded to this a little bit, like go where your creativity is, right. And kind of let that flow. Like I've seen that a little bit. I'm not a designer, but um, kind of working in a little bit of a creative field and creative Mm -hmm. endeavors more on the marketing side. Um, And I've seen myself have to pivot more towards creating content like this, like podcasting, video work. um, And that's just kind of where my creativity is and it's flowed this direction and I'm fully embracing it. Right. And it seems like just being willing to adapt and, and flow with, kind of how you're feeling and, and what you want to create, kind of how you mentioned, you know, just feeling that urge to go and sew something up and create that way. Um, yeah. I think that creativity is, is going to be really important for people moving forward, but. Yeah, and it's cool. It puts you into a, you know, it opens up your thought process and your eyes to kind of a different, like you said, a different part of that creativity. And like I've done a couple of logo projects and I haven't done logo stuff in, you know, seems like forever. So it's cool to go back and revisit some of these skills too that like, oh man, I'm rusty at this. Like (laughs) this is going to take me a little while, you know? Right. Totally. But it's good. You kind of, you hone your craft and you, uh, you know, it makes, it makes you that much better of a, of the designer and just the thinker and everything. So. Right. For sure. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but you know, staying competitive and preparing yourself for when we do get through this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think you alluded to some of that just, continuing to hone those skills, continuing to keep up, you know, whatever it is, your sketching skills, your digital design, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, your skill is like find ways to, to keep that going. And maybe that is like, maybe if you don't have work, it's okay, well, I'm going to design some personal projects that I didn't have time to do. Um, or I'm going to, you know, design something for a brand that once we get through this, I do want to work for, I'm going to build out a whole line for them yeah, and, and be ready to, you know, present that to them when we get through all this, you know, take that time to, you know, invest in yourself totally. um, and move forward. Totally. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, you know, I've, I've been having worked so long at one place for a while now. It's like something that I just wasn't good at doing was keeping track of just like portfolio type stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So that's another great thing to kind of pass this current time is get that all buttoned up and ready. Cause when it is time to hit go and, and hit apply for that gig or that job, that's that you've been, you know, wanting to pop up, like be ready. Cause you're going to be entering a, unfortunately a work environment that's going to be highly congested and highly competitive. Right. Oh, for sure. So, and that, and there's no way around that. So it's don't, don't look at it as a, you know, a bad scenario, but it is what it is. Right. So as you're kind of starting this new chapter, mm-hmm. you know, from my perspective, you're very positive. Like you're optimistic about, you know, everything, which, you know, I, you know, most people I feel like wouldn't be, it's just, it's just such an unprecedented situation. So I, yeah. I just think it's amazing kind of your approach to all this, but what are you looking forward to about this new stage of your career and, and kind of the direction you're going? Yeah. I mean, I think the most, like some of the biggest things are definitely just getting myself into a part of the industry that I'm definitely more connected to Mm. and focusing all, you know, if not all a large majority of my energy in that industry. Um, Whereas before, you know, it was fun and, and the design work was great and I got to touch a lot of different product, but it was, you know, the lifestyle piece of it. Maybe that's, that's not what makes me tick that most that much, you know? 
Um, so being able to kind of get into that little uh, scenario and then more so just, I mean, this whole thing has opened me up like with what we've been seeing with different companies and different leadership and how they're reacting to these scenarios, either positively or negatively and, you know, kind of all the in between. Um, just, I want to be definitely a part of that, uh, that positive change and like help kind of lead the next crew of, you know, younger designers coming through, um, and show them that like, Hey, this industry, like it's here to help you grow and lift you up, not just, you know, give you a paycheck and make you work. Right. Yeah. You know, it's much well, bigger than that. And so that's, that's something that's super important to me. And I want to make sure that that was given to me when I was younger. And so I want to make sure that that keeps happening. Well, you're definitely doing that. And, uh, you know, we, we are grateful that you'd be uh, willing to spend the time and, and share oh, yeah, your background, what you're going through, all of this with students. It's so valuable. I would have, I mean, if there was a program like this back when I was in school, I guess I was just blind to it, but I don't think there was, and I would have killed to have it, you know, right. Yeah. That sort of uh, scenario. So, well, that's what we like to hear, but, Very cool. um, how do people stay in touch with you during this time? If they have other questions, can people reach out to you? How's the best way to stay in touch? Yeah. Um, I can, uh, I can give you my LinkedIn and, and we can uh, do that. If, or if you just look me up on there, it's just Christian Schrader. Yeah. We'll leave it uh, in the show notes too. Sure. And then I can, uh, I'll give you my, my email that I'm using for, uh, not my personal, but like kind of any work related stuff. Yeah. Um, and if anyone has questions or just wants to chat, like, I'm got nothing but time on my hands right now. So, uh, feel free to hit me up. And then obviously like, you know, the normal Instagram time sucks for, uh, for all of us. There's lots of cool stuff like you, you and I were chatting about earlier popping up on there. So definitely, uh, definitely hit me up on there and, and I'm, uh, I'd love to talk more. It's, it's a weird time for sure, but it's going to pass. And I think it's going to make, it's going to, definitely have a, a lasting effect on this industry, but it's going to make for, I think, a, a positive, you know, next chapter of it. Right. For sure. Well, especially at this time, connections, what we need. So for sure. Yeah. Um, I think thanks for being willing to, uh, you know, answer any of those questions. We'll include yeah, all those links in the show notes. So again, thanks for taking the time and it's, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. This is uh, what you guys are doing over there is awesome. So definitely stoked on that. Hey, thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast. Subscribe and listen for more outdoor stories and content wherever podcasts are found on highlandermag.com and each Sunday at 4 p.m. on Aggie Radio, 92.3 FM in Cache Valley.